Happy Star Wars Day, everyone. everyone, welcome back to another rogue-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back with Rogue One special features, behind the scenes, all that jazz. And if you're listening to this not on the Twitch live stream, happy Star Wars Day because it's May 4th when this is being posted. So may the 4th be with you. All that jazz. All that fun stuff. Hopefully you watched... At least one Star Wars movie today. Um, I know I I will try. I don't think I I'll be able to, dude. Why? Why? I don't know. I got I got to watch the finale of Moon Knight. I got to oh gosh edit the podcast that you're listening to right now. Upload everything. Mm-hmm. Go groceries. Go to the grocery store, and then I got stuff at night. So you I can squeeze it in Rogue One. I I should. I what <laughs> looking at. More at these special features and these characters, I was like, mm-hmm. I gotta watch Rogue One soon. Yeah, I think I'm gonna watch Rogue One and A New Hope tomorrow. I think that's my goal. We'll see though. I need to organize this room that's like on my to do list because it's you guys for your view. You guys, oh, it looks really nice. You don't need to do anything, but I <laughs> literally can't walk in here because there's toys. I'm surrounded. Is that, is that why you were late today? Because it takes you longer to get to your seat? <laughs> no. No, my kid is not having such a fun night. Is he still sick? No, he's not sick. He's just, no. It's normally his bedtime's at 7, but the sun's up now, like, blasting in our room at 7, and we don't have – we need to buy night cur- curtains pretty much because it's really annoying because he's tired – but then if we're not holding him, then he wants to wake up. And we're like, bro, you can't just sleep. <laughs> it's annoying. All right. Well, but little Miles, yeah. he's 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 being a stubborn he, boy. Yep. <laughs> All he right. So anyway, so last week we did a lot of the uh, special features that focused on the kind of the production of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but we decided to split the special features up so this last week was that but this week we are doing uh the characters specifically yeah. they had character breakdowns and kind of behind the scenes for um them and interviews with like the, character develops and stuff like that yeah, and so and then we're also uh doing we, we could have done it last week but we decided to do it this week uh the ewing special feature too just because it's kind of like a character yeah it's so. a character in the sense of how long it took him to do it right <laughs> So we might as well just jump right into this. Um, some of them had a lot more to talk about than others. Like one person, I had one bullet point that I wrote, and then I'm like, "There's nothing else," and just begin to say. But um, yeah. 
So, uh, and so they kind of did it weird where it's kind of like they, some of them were individual, but others were kind of, uh, like two, two characters, like a pair that kind of, kind of like related to each other in their storyline. Mm-hmm. So, um, the first one is Bays and Churret, which makes sense why they were put together. Um, and this was, there are some interesting things in uh this breakdown um but um for those you don't know uh the actors donnie yen and is it jang wen i don't know how i don't know how to pronounce my chinese names so jang wen so those were the actors uh and i knew donnie yen was a huge actor in china Mm um or in america even yeah, like the uh, movies, like the one series, the, the, the It Man movies, or yeah, like, It Man, and so there's that. But I didn't know any, I didn't recognize ever before uh, the Jang Wen. So he's apparently a huge star too in China. So. Yeah, I like up until this movie, I I haven't really heard of him, but he has been in a lot of films that are very popular over in, uh, just actually the Asian community in general, not just China. Like he's right. pretty big in Korea and. Probably Japan as well, I would assume. Yeah. I'm, so I knew, so when, before Rogue One came out, like I, I never knew of Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. And so, but like I, you know, when oh, he you was, didn't? I didn't, I didn't know about him. Oh. Like when the, when he was announced, like who he was, like the character, mm-hmm. but like, so then I heard all the hype about like how this is cool. He's in there. And then like, that's when I learned about the Ip Man movies. And Did you watch those. And the first, Three Ip Man movies were on Netflix mm-hmm. the fall before Rogue One came out. So I watched those three movies before I saw Rogue One, just so I could be familiar with the actor Donnie Yen. So did you like them? Yeah, I liked them. They have like uh, a little. They have like a John Wick feel, kind of to and them. They have. There was a fourth one too that came out like last year, yes. or two years ago, or something. Two years ago, and that was I like that one too. So if you ever seen, if you haven't seen the Ip Man movies. Should watch them. They're, yeah, they're fun. They're like a fun, like mindless kind of fighting movie. It's not mindless. They have, it's story based. It's really good. It's not just like no, no, no. But like, I'm saying like if you wanted to sit and relax and watch like a really good action movie, that's what I mean by mindless. Like, it's not like you're watching like it's not like a I'm trying to think thriller. Yeah, or even like the new Batman. Like, there's a lot of like plot points and you have to pay attention like the entire time it's not really like that it's more of like you can just relax and you'll get it but you gotta read subtitles so it's stressful sometimes well for some more than others <laughs> daddy palps is in the chat and he said Ooh. what's what's up my local friends what's, what's up, up daddy palps or dark daddy we should say darth daddy he does get referenced mm-hmm. in some of the voicemails tonight so his stamp also, is does it end tonight? We didn't really mention well, that. I, I'm gonna tell you. I told you before. Oh, I don't okay. know what the issue was. Well, but I, we'll I know, but we'll get into that. We'll but anyway, that. Um, when Donnie Yen like told his kids mm-hmm. that he got the part, like the kids were super excited because they're bigger Star Wars fans than he was at the time. Seemed like yeah. And then he's like, "When I said that, my my kids finally thought I was cool." Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then. Kind of the same with Jing Wen. Like, they were, his kids were super excited. And what was interesting was he got the script in English. And obviously, English is his second language. And he had a hard time reading it. 
So like going over the script for the first time, he got to go over it with his sons who could read their fluent yep. English. Yeah. And so then like they had that experience of like learning their father's part along with their father at the same time and kind of like reading that script. So that was pretty cool. And so uh, that's just a cool thing to do with like your kids, like go over a Star Wars script that you got cast in together. Like, well, it's time. interesting that he got cast and he couldn't read English that well. I don't know. Like, it's cool, but he, he speaks English pretty well, though. Right. I guess he could probably speak it and understand it easier than he can write it. Right. Sense. But it was just uh, interesting. Like, I didn't know. I like, like, like I said earlier, I didn't know really much about him as a, an actor besides this movie. So when he said that, I was like, oh, geez. Also, dang. I should probably try to find some of his stuff because it seems like he's very popular. Like, I wonder if he popular. was did martial arts stuff like Danny Yen, or, or if he, was he just kind of like a an action star? I think yeah, he's just like an action star. I I don't think he's like that because they did say that the two has they have worked together in previous films before. Mm -hmm. So if Danny Yen's in it, then that means it's probably an action film. So the other guy probably did some action stuff, but. Um, and so, but there was kind of interesting, uh, so obviously like Donnie Yen's character, Churret, he's faithful to the, the belief in the force, even though he's, I don't think he's technically force sensitive, but like, he's very definitely believes in the force and he wants to use the force the best of his ability that even though he's not really force sensitive, whereas we don't, we don't really know the answer to that. And then, whereas Baze was like Chirrut, but then he lost the faith in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, but what was interesting that they said was when they were learning more about their parts and kind of like George Lucas's original um, vision for what the Force was, mm -hmm. like, I can't remember exactly how they worded it, but it was like the original terminology was the Force of Others. And so you connected with the force by connecting with other people and building relationships with other people. And so it was, I thought that was interesting that that's kind of like one of the original concepts for the force was the more you're connected with other people, the stronger your sensitivity is to the force. And yeah. so um, like, and because at this point, like in a sense, the force has been forgotten in the timeline of star Wars with the empire, mm -hmm getting rid of the Jedi and all that stuff and silencing the, the ideas of the force. Like the, this movie is about connecting with other people. And so at the end of the story where Turret and Baze die, Baze reconnects with the force and kind of like does the, I'm one with the force, the force is with me. And he says that with Turret as they die. And it's kind of like, their connection yeah. is what caused Baze to see the force again, or believe in the force again. So mm -hmm. I thought that was very interesting. Like, well, I like that. The, the thing that I took away a lot from this as well is that, uh, Donnie Yang's character wasn't blind originally. Right. That was his idea. That was what he came up with, with to develop his character to 
create a bigger bond between both characters essentially because the point of these two characters is that they are supposed to be really connected and they work together and stuff like that and his vision was like well how can i make it so that we rely on each other even a deeper way and it was and his idea was to so like it shows you how well of like a story writer donnie ying is ashley as well like he was able to think about that in-depthly to the point where he was like, why don't I be blind? Because then I know that I would have, as a character and an actor, I would have to rely on him more. Right. And it would be easier for me to act out that reliance, like right. that bonding. And I thought that was really cool and really well thought out for an actor to get a role and change it. And that's a big part. Like, that's his character. Like, if he wasn't blind... It would be completely different feel, I feel like. Right. Right. So I thought that was really cool. Dude, we need dude if they gotta have a spin off show together. Dude. That'd be so right? cool. Like on Jetta just doing mm-hmm. stuff like just just busting caps and stuff. It'd be cool just to see kinda of like a story that takes place like throughout the reign of the Empire, like mm-hmm. when they both believed in the force and then like Bay's losing faith and like what they were doing and I want to see that live action, but even if we did get like a cartoon of that, that would be cool too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I don't know, because li- like live action we, would be dope, right? Because we we've gotten like, you know, shows like The Bad Batch and mostly, well, kind of, kind of the Mandalorian, but not. And then uh, Boba Fett, like how the Force is not the main focus of the story. Yeah, Force users are not the main focus, and so um, I was gonna say kind of Mandalorian. It's kind of, but like it's. It's there, but it's not really important in a sense. But mm-hmm. my point is, like, seeing a story where, like, it they believe in the Force, but then they lose the belief in the Force, like, or the one yep. character does. Like, seeing that where it's, you know, the, the kind of like the effects of the Empire, like, that's kind of like a, what's the word, microcosm? Is that the word? Yeah. Like, like, their relationship symbolizes what's going on in the galaxy, where... A lot of people mm-hmm. have lost the faith, and then, but there's some that have continued the faith in the, in the forest. Yeah, and it's kind of like that story. Like, I think that'd be a cool spinoff. So, Disney Lucasfilm, if you're listening, make it happen. Yep. If you need me to to write it, we can do that, or we can have Lucy write it for you. Like, I'm sure she would definitely take the gig. Um, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. All right, so that was Bays and Turret. Next up was Bodie and Saw. And this one's a little interesting. Like, they definitely seem to put more focus on Saw than Bodie in this one. Um, but, yeah. Um, so I thought it was cool how uh, the actor for Bodie, Riz something, Riz, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, he got the job. He got cast as the job. But, like, he kept filming himself doing versions of his character and sending it to Gareth Edwards, like, different ways of how he could talk or enunciate and personas and stuff. And uh, he was just, like, doing a million different things. And was, like, spamming Gareth, like. Yeah, he, like, sent him a bunch of interviews or, like, not interviews, like, 
auditions essentially kind of yeah like that yeah. and the i get to the point to the director and the director's like dude you got the job you have the point you have the job and he's like well i just don't know what do you want me to do this and and stuff like that and it and like it's cool because it does show like how much he was dedicated to that role and he wanted to make sure it was really well done and like perfect to what the director wanted but i think at the point the director's like bro you're like stressing me out at this point like we'll figure it out when you get here kind of situation so but like i feel like that's what a lot of actors do when they get cast for like a big role like in star wars or something like they're in they, they don't film themselves but they're definitely doing the same thing where they're trying to like make nuances and stuff because I, I, that's a sign of a good actor when like or actress when you try to find all the nuanced ways yeah. that a character talks or acts because a lot of times they just kind of like show up on set and like yeah they have their character but like it's not it's kind of like a generic character in a sense where there's not a lot of mm-hmm. like you'll see that like in movie reviews like like oh this character was flat like their performance was flat it wasn't like like amazing but like you know all those they get cast as for like best actor best actress at the oscars like it's always crazy characters with like these really nuanced like you know mannerisms and yeah whatnot like that always like adds to the performance and the character and all that jazz. So, yeah, I thought that was cool that he did that, even though I would have gotten annoyed, but, um, but what was interesting, which I, this is weird that like movies productions do this, but like his first scene that they filmed was his last scene in the movie where he died. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm trying to, I thought there was something else that they kind of did that too. Like, well, I, well, anytime you no- do behind the scenes of movies, like it's always they film things like in random order. Orders. Yeah, it's like whatever they have like set they have first. Like but there was like there was yeah. something I think there's some movie that or like review that we're just talking about, and they did it backwards too. Like their first scene on set was like not their death, but the end of the show, and then like. They didn't even develop that character, and it's just like it is kind of weird that they do it like that sometimes. But, but like I said, like it really depends on, yeah, because like your set and like your character is gonna change as you're learning how to do the role. So correct, like your last scene, it could be, the feel could be different than other parts of the movie. Like if you didn't, and you don't. Even well, and also it. if you know right away that your character dies, like yeah, it was written on the script, right? Right. But your first role and your first feel of this character is his death. I feel like your perspective of your character throughout the rest of the show is not gonna, could not be as in like as good because. He's already dead in your mind. I don't know. I feel like if I was an actor, that would mess me up. But because I, I mean, we do know that like sometimes they do have like an ending or a death to a character, and throughout the filming process, they decide to rewrite it because they like their performance and they don't want them to actually die off. Right. Like that does happen. But I wonder (laughs) that doesn't really happen i guess if you start off with their death and then work your way backwards like then you kind of like, have to uh, <laughs> we already killed you so there's no hope for you <laughs> like, <laughs> granted yeah. this movie everyone died so it doesn't matter but still well, until we see bodies 
It's not confirmed. True. Well, we didn't see a body there either because he got blown up. Yeah, so he might be alive. Saw might be alive. Cassian and Jin. Saw is definitely not alive, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we watched oh, the thing mount, cover mount, his body. Mountain falls on top of him, basically. And then he's like, I can still breathe under here. Let me crawl my way out with one he, leg. That wouldn't that suck if, like, like this is my time. I'm going to die. You get a building collapses on you. He's like, darn it. And he's still alive, but he has his breathing. He's like, oh, I might as well just breathe. <laughs> that would be terrible. You're, like, stuck under there for three days, just breathing all your but, Yeah, before you run out of food and water. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but what I really liked was uh, Forrest Whitaker talking about Saw. Because it seemed like, well, one... You know, Force Worker, he's he's an OG. He's been around forever in movies. And I could mm-hmm. just tell, like, he was very wise and smart about his understanding of the character. Well, and he watched the Clone Wars adaptation of that character, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I wonder right if away. he watched, if that's the only thing he watched, or if he watched, like, the whole series or something. But it seemed like he was nah, very... I think that was probably the only thing he watched. But, like, he talked about, like, how... I don't know, just the way he talked about Star Wars seemed like he had a developed understanding of the story. Whereas other people in the movie, like, they're just kind of like fans, but they weren't like super fans. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is he knew about the 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 episode that's after this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, New Hope. Oh, well, yeah. And then the Clone War episodes with that character probably, like, fell... It gave him a feel and like the voice of the character and how like stern he was and stuff like that. Yeah, and it was interesting how uh, they said he he has different ways of fighting because he was trained by Anakin, Ahsoka, and Kenobi in the mm-hmm. Clone Wars on how to fight in a kind of like a I don't know how to. <laughs> fight in a moral way or in a sense but like yeah like the way of the jedi and kind of like a good way of fighting but then he's also ends up being turned turning bad where it's like guerrilla warfare and like we see him turn in in the bad batch yeah when he kind of when things happen and he gets kind of like whatever but then the, obviously like it's been something that everyone's talked about but how like he's breathing through a, like a mask in a sense, like Vader, and how yep. he was trained by Anakin, mm-hmm. and they were in both perfect health, and then they both end up because of their evil ways in a sense, ended yep. up in a suit when they were more machine than man, and they had to breathe with assistance, and so it's just interesting that he paralleled the effects of going evil with Anakin with Vader. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Like we've always talked about how he kind of like was similar to Vader, but hearing them talk about how like turning evil along with Anakin when they were both good at one point, which is mm-hmm. interesting. For sure. So that's Bodhi and Saw. And then next one, Cassian. This is the one I mentioned earlier where I only had like one, thing because I, I was like i don't know of all the new characters that we got in rogue one 
Cassian was the one like I care least about, <laughs> even though he's like, he's the one that's getting his own spinoff show. Yeah, <laughs> but because like seasons, because like his character is weird, because like he's supposed to be a rebel, like the good side. But then we see him kill that guy in that town or like, what, like back yeah. the back alley or whatever, and like I don't know his his story is just weird to me because like it's it's very like all over the place. And so I, I don't really have a connection with him now. We're gonna see more of his story. I in think case you will. Show. You're about and to. We're about to, and we're gonna. I think I'm gonna end up liking the character more. But the one thing that I wrote down was, um, that his character represents. There's no need to have superpowers to be a hero, in a sense. Like mm. they said that, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, like that's kind of like what, like. Everyone's faith was in the Jedi who had superpowers in a sense. But now that the time of the Jedi is gone, people have to rely on re- rely on regular people who didn't have superpowers. And kind of like he kind of embodied that idea where he's just a regular person, you know, because this famous line, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Like, like he's just a regular person trying to survive and do the best he can to fight for good or whatever, even though he makes bad decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's just a regular guy, no superpowers, trying to fight for good, which is an interesting point because that's all the characters in this group. Like, yep. they didn't need a Jedi. They didn't need superpowers to nope. bring hope to the galaxy. Well, because they, they, I mean, the biggest thing is when you know what you need as a person or whatever, like you don't need, they didn't, they don't, they have life situations that the empire pushed against their families and stuff like that, that pushed them towards the rebels, you know, and like developing that. So it makes sense. Like why, like they were so stern, especially, I mean, the main girl, I mean, her dad literally got kidnapped essentially from the empire and she didn't have a choice and they killed her mom. And I totally like, so I started watching it this, like this afternoon after I watched these scenes and I totally forgot that, uh, what's his name? Killed her mom. Like first, right? Like it wasn't even, she, she, maybe she wasn't going to shoot him in the arm, but like, who knows? Cause she got killed right away. So it's like, oh. I don't think, I don't know. If if someone's like, hey, I need you to come work for me. And I said, no. <laughs> and they're like, all right, you have to. And here's a gun. And I said, no. And then my wife goes and points a gun at him. And they kill my wife. I'd probably just figure out how to for them to kill me too. Like, yeah. like I don't know. Like, well, yeah, but you also have your kid that's in hiding too, so you can't. Just... Yeah, but it's not like he even sees her in, again ever. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, but you forget that he says in his hologram that every or yeah in the or he says it in person like at the beginning, but then also I think in the hologram where it says everything I do, I do for you. And yeah, so the only I, reason he I chose to survive was to I'm protect just saying, her. Like, I, I don't. I understand. I'm not saying I don't understand. I get it. 
I'm just saying, if that was me, I don't know if I could do that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you just leave Miles to be on his own. Oh, sorry, I can't do this. <laughs> he already left him to be on his own. That's not the reason. Like, there was already a backup plan for Miles. Like, yeah, leave him with Saw Guerrero. <laughs> I mean, that was his backup who's, plan. I who's guess. Saw Guerrero in your life, if you could name someone? You don't have fun. <laughs> you? Me? I don't know. You're I can't take care of Rick. I don't know how to take care of Rick. You guys. The Sog did it either. That's why you messed up. Yeah, I have all kinds of family like um, you no, and but, Stephanie's. But, the, but I'm trying to think of someone who's like single, who's, I don't know. Not me. You don't want me. Don't, don't. I mean, yeah, I would definitely leave Stephanie or Miles with like. A family member. Don't don't sure. uh, in your will like if you and Stephanie no, go like don't leave. Worry. Miles you're you're not you're not the Godfather here, Miles. <laughs> not, not doing that. Sorry, sorry, Miles. You'll be listening to this in like twenty years. And you're like, you're what? Adult. Jeremiah didn't want to be my Godfather. <laughs> Uncle Jeremiah. <laughs> like, is that, no. is that what he's gonna call me, Uncle Jeremiah? Yeah, Uncle. He'll just call you Uncle. Uncle mm-hmm. Jeremy, if anything. Oh no, I'm definitely not gonna take care of that kid. <laughs> 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 he calls you German. It's an old go. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, if Miles had a backup plan, the backup plan's on his way. My wife got murdered in cold blood, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll build this Death Star <laughs> too. Like, no, I'll just, I'll try to just tackle them and kill them, and then get killed the, by the Death Shooters. <laughs> let them kill me. Yeah. Because the thing is, would they have killed him if he killed what's-his-name? I don't think so. They would still just kidnap him. Probably. Because his mind is more important than the person's mind that went to go get him. That is true. Because clearly to get he, him, couldn't, so. he couldn't do it himself, and he had to go get him. Right. But, right. I, don't, I was just thinking about that. I was like, I would not go help these people. Because, like, I understand if she shot him first and then the Death Super shot her. Like, that would make more sense. Like, yeah, girl, you did that. But it wasn't that. It was like, he's like, all right, now. And then. See, here's the thing. That whole scene, it could have been avoided, like, the death of the mom and all stuff. Oh, yeah. They just sat down and had a cup of coffee or tea. And it would have been way better. Like. They could just talk things out, hash things out, you know, came up with a contract, and all they had to do was just get a cup of Wesley Andrews coffee or tea, which happens to be our sponsor for tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. So we might as well just listen to a little a little word from our boy Andrew, Mm -hmm. and let's see how you can get some Wesley Andrews coffee and tea for yourself. Get some. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio, that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee, 
or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Dude, so this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it it took him two panels to and someone to ask him to say the words do it this weekend. Oh, do you want to tell your story? Which one? About him? It's I mean it's in the it's in it's going to be one of the vlogs. Oh, okay. Then um but I mean there he may or may not be on screen soon. That's, I heard there's might be rumor, which is not surprising. I mean, it, it's not really. He pretty <laughs> much told us that he was gonna be in the Kenobi show, <laughs> right? But you know, since since uh, we're we could talk about this later in the socials, but um, watch out on YouTube for vlogs from when Drew, Andrew, and Tanner went to ICCCCCCon, however many C's. And so three, be, not four. How many d- different vlog videos are going to be? So, um, the one that, uh, uh, the road to ICCCCon, that episode should be up either tomorrow or the next day. I'm thinking it might be Thursday because I don't want to take away from the podcast drop. And right. then, um, episode one, so day one at ICC should be hopefully i'm hoping for this weekend but it might be a monday drop but and then I, andrew is doing his own no nope. he just filmed um and i'm just adding them in oh okay so you got all his but stuff. i'm letting you guys know right now that they're gonna be like an hour plus episodes so oh, that's fine so buckle in it's gonna be a fun one they're all gonna be really fun and like it's all vlog style, obviously. Like, and then um, also the there should be a full like thirty minute panel from Anthony Daniels. That one will, should drop actually probably before. Oh, you uh, just recorded one. the whole thing? <laughs> no, I record thirty minutes of it before I I left because I went to go um to the podcast room for oh, okay. uh Robo Force or yeah Robo Force Radio. I went to go watch some of their episodes. which they know about us now. Yeah, they talk to us. We got to see if we can collab or something. Collab, but like, like we, we need to be, they need to interview us so that their audience be like, you know, I we're so, think... we're old. We can't keep up with the times anymore. Yeah. Stop listening to us and start listening to Rebel Force. They're, they're the young bucks. They can. Yeah. The one. Yeah. We just need to get us. They just need to mention us on their show and then we'll be golden. I like, wonder we'll be... if they have. Like, so far? Like, I, they knew about us, and they're like, "Oh, it's you guys." Beforehand, like, yeah, before we went live. Okay, so this Whoa. is. And if you guys are listening from Rebel Force Radio, <laughs> first of all, shout out to you guys. Uh, we actually do love you, and it was really cool. But we were like going to li- like literally, he was like doing the countdown live, and uh, there were t- he started talking to Andrew. He's like, "Oh, it's you guys." Oh, and he just started talking to Andrew as like the guys like doing a five second countdown. I'm like, bro, are you trying to interrupt our like live show like what what are you doing here <laughs> so like they literally like also our time got switched like four times this weekend 
And I don't want to say anything, but I feel like they may or may not have. What? It's not you and your conspiracy theories. Our time. No, I don't know. You and your conspiracy well, it theories. It kept messing. It was like we were before them or we were after them. We were before them or after them. And it kept messing. Like, So we were on literally right after them. They had an hour. We had 15 minutes. Well. But it's okay. We some, loved it. Someday we'll be in the hour spot. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, if we had an hour, I would have been way too nervous for one of the first one. So that was hard. Like, Fifteen minutes was fine. It was fun. You know, yeah. And honest, and it was really cool that they even acknowledged us and they talked to us and stuff, and it was sweet. So shout out to you guys. And if you guys are listening to this, we love to collaborate something like that. We should just send them an email. I mean, we. I mean, I don't think we. Sh- I don't see why we wouldn't, but I'm just saying if you are listening to this, yes, we should. We're the younger ones, okay? We're not yeah. threat. We're just young. We're you just, guys aren't the older ones. We 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 would. We love have a lot of wisdom that we want to learn from you, and we'll correct. We'll pick up your mantle. When now, you guys uh, this will be in the video, but I actually might clip this as its own thing. But there is another podcast that we actually watched, or I watched like the, almost the whole podcast. But they were. Um, it's on the back of the cereal box. Go check out that podcast. They're really cool. They go over like a bunch of different Marvel comic books, Star Wars. They do a lot of stuff, but there, um, he, he was, he bumped into me in the, I think in the Timothy's online afterwards and we were talking and he was like, yeah, I wanted to talk about Star Wars and or about the last jedi and why he thought it was his favorite that's his favorite movie and i was like oh interesting it's very rare there's like one person i know that that is their favorite movie but i think it is because they know it bothers me i don't actually think it's their real favorite do i know i know who that is yes you know who it is there is someone in the discord that's their favorite movie oh well, anyways, so I was like, oh, and then later on, before we went live, I was like, he was in the room, and I was like, hey, I would love to actually get your whole opinion recorded, and you can shout out your stuff. And so I had a full, he did a full, like, five-minute breakdown on why The Last Jedi is his favorite. Did and I sway you in any way? Honestly, a little bit. Is it still your bottom movie, or did it move oh, up? Oh, hundred percent. But but it made me appreciate it a little bit more. All right. So so I think I just did for the some some of you listeners that that is your favorite. I wanted to respect you guys, so that will be in the vlog, and I might even clip it to this. That'd be cool. Let you guys see it a little bit. So yeah. All right. Well, that was a little commercial for stuff from ICCC Con. Yeah, um, and. There may or may not be some Thrawn books with Ezra potentially in the works. He didn't really answer the question, but he wanted. He said that he wants to do one. Well, here's the he's thing. waiting for. Well, he's pretty much waiting for Dave right. Filoni to. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Let's but let's let's it's continue. Cool. All right. So next up from the Rogue One characters is K two S O, and so. It's interesting. So, so some of the uh, special features from last week talked about the same stuff of him. So they kind of like double dipped a little bit, but this is more focused on on him. And so there was two um, 
special features for specifically K2SO. One was more focused on the design aspect, and then the other one was more about the character and the actor and whatnot. So I kind of just, we can just talk about them together. But um, from the start, the idea was that K2SO was going to be a Imperial um, protocol droid, which would be like the opposite of C-3PO. So they just kind of like wanted like a black version of C-3PO, both like a different design. And they kind of like one of the main things that they wanted to do visually was have what they refer to as negative space in the design, where meaning like you could definitely tell that a person wasn't in a suit. Yeah, they didn't want like a Anthony Daniels thing where like it looks like someone's wearing it, or like right. the droid from the Mandalorian. Like you know that someone's in that suit. Right. They didn't want that. They wanted it to feel like it was a droid, a hundred percent. So like with that, you have like the partial head slash face like where's empty space and like kind of like the mm -hmm. abdomen area you can see that it's a person can't and his it. joints and his hands are stuff like it right there his his arms are super scrawny yeah. for that yeah. reason and so and super like narrow legs too um mm -hmm. but they definitely had like a million designs that they wanted to do some of them like were looking pretty cool like they may could have went with that but like some, of, like one of them had like, like a mouth slash chin feature that kind of looked like Vader's mask, and mm -hmm. some kind of had more like e more evil looking, like with their eyes and stuff like that. Well, and the one had like a cone head, like it was super skinny in the face. Right. I thought that was ugly. <laughs> I don't know. After seeing all the designs, I'm happy they, they figured out this one. I really like it. And the more and more I look at K2SO, he kind of looks like a skull, like his head. Right. It's like a really cool design. And I don't know if you guys know this, but K2SO is my favorite droid of all time. He's my favorite. I didn't realize that it was fully CGI character. I literally had no idea. You didn't know that? that? No. Oh, interesting. So well, they, they, could, they, they had to make it you know, CGI because he was so much taller and bigger than everyone that, like, it went way too hard to, like, make a, like, a animatronic uh, interact properly with the, because uh, if it's, like, a little droid, like, it makes sense. Like, you can do whatever, but. Yeah. Well, yeah, I saw something, something as tall as he's and BB-8's running around all like, weekend. He's, like, he was, what? 14 inches taller than the actor, voice actor mm -hmm. for him. And that voice actor is pretty tall already. So, so K2S was like over seven feet probably. Yeah, which I don't Super so tall. My, my thing was like after they said that, I'm like, so is he taller than the door entrances on like the Death Star and stuff? I don't know. Because would that make any sense to have him that tall if he was? Well, what is he? So he's not a protocol droid, technically, because that's not what he is. Um, no. I'm but, look it up. but I think what, like, what is, is, this, a, is like, he an, an enforcer droid, maybe? I think yeah, it's, it's like, well, yeah, it's definitely something like that. Because remember, and um, Boba Fett, that episode when they're on Mandalore, 
they, they oh yeah they were they're the ones that were killing the people at the end they're killing all the mandalorians going down shooting them up yeah, so they're so... definitely like like military droids yeah, so they're not meant to be like in small quarters no but they no. still are they still would so, be so so he's classified as a security droid or security so, okay so like he's not going to be in small hallways he's going to be where he can stand stand so. and patrol and fight and stuff so obviously he's a droid they're made so they can move and like get small mm-hmm. if they want like crouch down like it's not gonna it's not like he has a back like me that can't handle yeah, bending over <laughs> he doesn't have to sleep in a chair that's for sure yeah he doesn't have to do that but um <laughs> but what's interesting though like they didn't want obviously when you make anything for star wars you want it to fit in the look of star wars so Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting was that they actually, again, once again, they went back to the Ralph McQuarrie concept drawings of droids to kind of like, mm-hmm. what exactly did Ralph McQuarrie design with droids? Like all the different concepts you have for droids. And they they borrowed from that to help influence their design for K2S, which I thought was interesting. And something that is also interesting that I didn't realize, but when they sneak into the on Scarif and they see another K2SO droid. Mm-hmm. Like they talked about how the Imperial droid has a certain walk and how K2SO, the reprogrammed droid has a different walk. Yeah. So like the Imperial droid is very like, for lack of a better term, robotic, where it's just kind of like straight walk, very smooth, very like boom, boom, boom. Whereas K2SU, who has been reprogrammed, has more personality in, in the way he walks, which is just interesting because it's a droid, like it shouldn't do that. Yeah. But like droids, they learn personality, they get personalities and they learn. And that's why like R2D2 and Chopper are so effective at what they do is because they don't have their mind wiped. They get to learn. Yep. And that's why, they, and so they, they kind of learn to have a morality in a sense. Mm-hmm. Cause I guess they're, they're copying what their masters do in a sense. So they kind of learn yeah. that their philosophies in a sense without realizing it. And so it's just, so the same with walking where, you know, if you're in the empire and you, walk straight lines the droids are going to walk straight lines because that's all they know yeah but when they are around civilians when they're part of a rebellion they're going to walk different they're going to see different species and people from different worlds walk different ways and whatnot yeah. and this kind of that this bleeds into their reprogramming as they learn about a different way of life which is i thought that was really cool because mm-hmm. i remember that scene as to like watching the other k2s droid I'm like, why does he look different? Yep. I remember I've always like thought that, but it's the walk, and I never noticed that, and they purposely did that. And I was just reminded how like, what's the actor? Oh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Is that his name? Is that the name? Cuba Gooding Jr. Does that make sense? Dang. That's the name. I think that's his name. I remember him saying how the first thing that he does when he uh, figures out how to do a character is he he creates a walk for that character 
mm. because a person's walk has says so much about their personality. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was like, hmm, yeah, like the way people Makes walk, sense. like you can see someone from like three blocks away and not be able to like see them at all, but you can see how they walk and you're like, oh, that's so and so. Like I've done that before. Like I've seen someone three blocks away, way down. I'm like that. You can tell that I could tell that that's whoever it was. Like, interesting. Yeah. And then I, it was cool how <laughs> there were scenes where uh, the actor couldn't be in his stilts just for safety reasons, and so they had yeah. the back the backpack <laughs> with K2S with his head like on some sticks on the top the backpack, yeah. like. I almost want to like go to a Comic Con or a Star Wars celebration and have that as my cosplay. Well, now that I see that, I'm like, dude, I should have done that this weekend. It would have been super easy to do. Yeah, just like, get a cut out cosplay. of his head and just put it on some sticks on a black backpack, stick it and out. And see if anyone actually recognizes it. I think he had like the this uh, like the triangle suit with all the triangles yeah. on it that used for like tracking. Like, so get that shirt. Yeah. In the backpack with that and go cosplay as that. Like, that's super cheap. Just buy a shirt. A back you probably already have a backpack yeah and you just gotta like cut out get a cut out of his head and like i would i my question is like would people actually remember that like know that people people would know because they've seen behind the scenes stuff so well this weekend they would have known because this weekend was like a full star wars basically thing. it was like star wars celebration like a little version of it essentially <laughs> um it'd be cool to go to star wars celebration while that actor is there and then, like, that would be dope. Wear that. <laughs> I bet you he's there this weekend or in two weeks or whatever. I don't know. Is because... there a Rogue One panel? No, but isn't the KTSO going to be in the Andover show? Oh, yeah, in the Andover show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but he... that's a... I assume there'll, he'll there'll be, be an, there. I can look on Instagram. I got to relook at the last week they released the schedule for Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, people were freaking out. But then I didn't see anything on the schedule that, like, was freak outable on my I'd know. have to go look at it again. Because I just know there's a Bad Batch Season 2 panel and a Visions panel. So that's definitely a trailer for both of those mm-hmm. for Season 2, each of those. So You think? Oh, yeah. They're definitely going to have a trailer. If you have a trailer for a specific show or a panel for a specific show, that's... That's a Season 2. That's going to have a Season 2. Like They're definitely going to have a trailer. Especially for Bad Batch. Visions... Might be kind of like more like a, what is it called, a sizzle reel, like where it's kind of like yeah, like the last one. Yeah, kind of like behind the scenes with like just some screenshots of stuff, but I don't know. Well, at least you guys know that we'll probably do a breakdown episode of that. I don't see him on the guest list. Oh, I don't know. Is it Turek? Is his last name? Yeah. Turek? Turek? I don't know. All right. Well, that was K2SO. Still a pretty cool droid. One, I can't remember if I had him in my top five or not when we did our top I five. I think, I mean, I would hope you did. <laughs> in my but opinion, yes. he's the best. All right. So next up is Jin Urso, the lead character in the movie. And played by Felicity Jones. And I feel like she is the one who took her part the most seriously. Because... I mean... 
Because not only I just because to, not just because you had to, but like she wanted to learn about Star Wars so much that she said that like every day she was on Wikipedia reading about Star Wars lore and ideas. And she history. didn't understand that that was a thing either what? when she got the role. Like she didn't she didn't really understand like there's so much to Star Wars. Right. Which I thought that was cool. But like she was like devoted to Star Wars. Like she was like eager and fun about it. She mm. just wanted to like go all in and being Star Wars and yep. um I really like I think um she she'd had a good uh mindset with her character. So she kinda reminded me of Forrest Whitaker, like how he had wisdom about Star Wars. She she didn't have wisdom because it's kind of like it is new to her in a sense. Yeah. But like she was wanted to like have the like her character was very informed by everything going on in the galaxy mm-hmm. when this was happening because she was just wanting to learn. So that was cool. And so like having the lead role in a Star Wars movie, like they said, is the hardest job you'll ever have. <laughs> and yeah. so like she had that as the role. And so. And, you know, I was thinking, like, so Ray was the lead role in a sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. and Felicity Jones was the lead role in Rogue One. And so I guess we can't compare a trilogy to a single movie, so we can just compare the first uh, one, the f- episode seven to Rogue One. But who do you think had a better performance? In their in a single movie, as a lead role, I mean Daisy Ridley you, or Felicity Jones. Can, okay, but this this is gonna be intense. But you can take all three movies and ask the same question, and the answer is still the same. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say the answer because just say the answer. We, we said way more controversial things on this podcast before. Have we? This is pretty intense. Just say it. <laughs> Uh, Felicity. Yeah, Felicity Jones did she a w- wonderful her. job. She's amazing. I I wish they would do a spinoff of her. Be- like, so, it'd be so hard because like, would it like, though? You they could just have her like a little younger, and all the struggles she had to go through before. But what would, what would the story be though? Like, it's just she was just her not dying in the galaxy. I don't know. Like, her interacting with people. We've seen that she interacted with people and not realized it. I'm just saying, like, I don't think they could come up with like it would be hard, a, right? A, a sure. villain for her, like, or a, like a pro, like a antagonist or something, because it just seems like she just went from yeah. thing to thing. She just kind of like, well, she definitely kinda... interacted with the Empire, though. Oh yeah, because she got arrested, but and she was in prison. <laughs> yeah, but, like so... she was just like. Uh, there's like a long list in the movie of what it just sucks because I feel like she would be so good and I want to see like, more of her as an actor in Star Wars. It's kind of like she should have been cast as Rey. <laughs> like, just think how much more different that role would have been if she was yeah. cast. Now, like, they wanted Rey okay. as like a young girl, as... but she was like 20 years old. Well, not 20 years old. She was 20. So she's younger than me by like a few years i think five years younger than me so like she was like early 20s when they filmed that first movie and then Felicity jones she's like upper 30s i think so like obviously they want the character is a young character so they can't have Felicity jones well, but i mean but you, 
she still didn't seem like she was in her 30. Like, if you ask me which one's younger or this, I would say they're like the same age. Like, I didn't view what's her name any older than Ray. But the chat is did make a good point. The writer of Rogue One was a lot better than the writers of those three movies. So, hey, I have no problem with The Force Awakens. I love that movie. So, yeah, I like The Force Awakens. JJ Abrams, I did, I think he did a great job for episode seven. He just got handed a poo poo platter <laughs> when he took over for nine. So, that's not, I don't put all the blame on JJ Abrams for episode nine, but there's a lot of factors yeah. that went into episode nine problems. But, um, well, I don't know. I just, Felicity Jones, like, I don't even know. I couldn't even name anything she's in outside of Rogue One. Like I knew of her, but I didn't. I couldn't tell you anything she was ever in. And so, like, I don't know her that well. But just on like how, like I said, like how she wanted to know everything about Star Wars. She's on yeah. Wikipedia. Like, you, it goes. I want someone that. who's a fan who or wants to know this stuff, and it's just not a job. And that well, definitely. I feel like you don't think what's her name did the same. Dude, though? here's the thing. Ray or Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, like I don't think they care about Star Wars. Like they didn't know anything. Like can you see them in interviews? Like they just don't know anything. It's like they never saw Star Wars until they got cast. Like I don't know. They were definitely not like huge fans beforehand. And yeah, I, I hate when they interview actors in Star Wars films and they don't know anything about Star Wars. Like I hate that. Yeah, but is do you feel like though like if they know too much sometimes it can sway their acting? Yeah, in a good way. I think it could also be in a bad way too. I don't know. I, I But I also I mean there's a lot we could like spend another episode about w- what we think they should they should have done differently. But I think what the chat was saying is like the biggest thing is like they didn't write all three movies out. I know. It was the dumbest thing ever. I it doesn't know. make any sense. And like even the way like we talked about like last week, like how Rogue One is like they were so adamant, and especially the director was so adamant about making sure that it felt different, but it didn't feel too different. Or but then he also wanted to make sure it didn't feel like we were watching another New Hope episode. So, like, he he was so particular about all that stuff. And J.J. wasn't, which doesn't make any sense to me. Because, like, he is a phenomenal writer, phenomenal director, and all the other stuff. Like, what he did with Lost and and even right. what he, like, as, as much as, like, I don't even care about Star Trek, the movies seem pretty good. Like, at least the first couple, like. They, they were pretty good so it's like it's just the so the biggest thing a big takeaway that timothy zahn uh said on his panel he said that he wants he has the um forget he has a souvenir from pirates of the caribbean from episode three of the pirates of the caribbean in his office and he looks at it and everyone's like, and he asked the audience, like, why do you have this? And he, he was like, he's like, do you guys know why I have that? And we're like, no. He's like, because I look at that and I, when I write, I want to make sure that my first movie or my first book is as good, if not better than, or my first book 
is really good, but I want my third book to be as good, if not better, than the first book. Right. For a story. And so he looks at this piece because the third uh what's it called? The third installment. Installment was awful. And so he looks at it to encourage him to not do that mistake. But the thing is, why didn't they do that with their movies? Like, why didn't they do that with all three? Like, they just like, all right, here's one director. You figure out what you want to do. And like, JJ's mindset was like, I'm just going to focus on this. And I don't care what they do differently. Well, he also didn't really set up episode eight that great either, because that was the only Star Wars movie that stopped in a a situation where they had to start up again. And I've I've mentioned that before. I I disagree with that. I think... It was a great setup movie because there's it so much potential on what they could continue with the story, and so yeah, I'm I I'm just saying like it would have been better, and we and they know that now, which is why certain people are allowed to write Star Wars now, and they have like bigger contracts and like like Dave Filoni with the Mando stuff, and like they're they're never gonna do this again. It's just like that was their issue. Well, I don't. I doubt that they're gonna do. I can't see them doing a trilogy again, though. No, true. But I'm just saying if they did, they would never do that again. Like if They, they would pick one person to do the trilogy, and that's it. I don't know. I, I think if they do another trilogy, it would be a High Republic trilogy. Which, mm-hmm. but I don't know. But anyway, Which, we're, off, we're off topic. We're talking about June. True. <laughs> um, true, but I'm just saying if they did that for the High Republic, they should get one of the writers of the High Republic to write the script for this movie. Possibly, because they know like that's. I mean, that's what I would do. But, but anyway, back to Jin. Uh, one point that they made about Jin's character was that a lot. When you look at a lot of characters in Star Wars, like they come from, like they have a mysterious past where they don't know where they came from. Yeah. Like Luke didn't have parents. Um, Leia, like, was adopted. Um. Then you have other characters that like, like Han Solo, like in his movie, like he didn't have a family because he didn't know what his last name was type of thing. But mm-hmm. Jen Erso, she knew where she came from. Like the whole movie, like she had she came from a loving home. Like she knew her parents mm-hmm. and I was thinking from, so like it was interesting how her motivation was based on her family that she had that she knew, whereas other characters had no family and kind of had to figure out life on their on their own. But she was able to tap into her relationship with her father, and that was her motivation to get the plans of the Death Star and send them to the rebellion. So I thought it was an interesting concept. Yeah. All right. So that was Jin. So next up. Uh, the princess and the governor. So this was them talking about the CGI faces of Tarkin and Princess Leia. Um, so a lot of this stuff I've already seen before because there's been other stuff, document like mini documentaries and news segments and stuff on what they did. Um, just recreating these faces. So... Obviously, they spent more time on Tarkin than they did on Princess Leia, um, and so. But their big question was, could they do this to the point where it was believable? 
And so the question is like, when someone watches it, are they going to realize that it's obviously fake? Like, obviously, if you know Star Wars, you know that's not 20-some-year-old um, Carrie Fisher, and we know that Tarkin, the actor, is dead. Like, he's, if he was still alive, he'd be, like, 150 years old. So, like, so obviously, if you know Star Wars, you know they're not real, or it's not real, mm-hmm. it's CGI. But, like, is it still a believable uh, recreation? And so I would say that Tarkin was believable, whereas Princess Leia was less believable. Because um, like, I have a coworker who never saw Star Wars, and I made him watch all the Star Wars movies. And so when he saw Rogue One, like he's not familiar with the characters. Like He doesn't care. He just did it because I made him. But, like, he didn't realize, he didn't remember um, Tarkin from Episode 4. So when he saw Rogue One, I asked him, like, did you realize that that was the same character from Episode 4 who's no longer alive? And he didn't know the difference. Like, he didn't realize that was CGI. So it worked. So it worked for him. So I think it's believable. Well, I mean, it worked for my wife. When we watched it in theaters, she had no idea. Interesting. Like, she literally was like... I was like, you know that person's fake. I actually worked for my wife's whole family. I was like, you guys know that person's fake. And they're like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, that's not. That guy's dead. Now, Leia, though. Yeah. And they're bragging in this. And I was like, oh, if you guys could only see this now. Like, it was so funny because like, when Rogue One came out, that's when deep fakes first started, I think, about. Mm-hmm. And so after that came out, like, you know, six months later when the DVD came out and people had access to, like, the scene, mm-hmm. they did deep fakes of that, and it immediately looked way better yeah. than... Well, didn't the guy that they hired do a deep fake of it? I believe the so, guy, yeah. So the, the guy, guy that they Disney hired, who yeah. did the work on Luke. Boba Fett version of Luke Skywalker... Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, he worked on that deep fake, too, so... Yeah. That was kind of that's interesting that his one of his first things that he did with deep fakes was Star Wars, and then he got hired by Star Wars to do Princess Leia's brother. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's if you, you know, again, I'm gonna say we talk about quarter crew all the time with their CGI breakdowns, and so they always talk about faces. So, like, whenever there's movies where there's facial uh, people like trying to make a realistic face like they always talk about like what's the difficulty what's the problems and so they always break that down so if you want to know more about that check out corridor crew on youtube they're great but um it's really hard to recreate a human face because it's the most common thing and most complex thing at the same time that we see every day so we so like we know that it's fake if it's not perfect and so i think tarkin was 99% 99% perfect, and then Leia was, I don't know, like 85%. Like, it was a little rough, but it got the job done. And, I'm like, so the actress that was the body double for Princess Leia, Ingvild Dela, I don't know, it was from, like, Sweden or something, but that's just a crazy thing, that she just had to show up, Put the costume on and say hope, and say a hope, like and they have dots all over her face. Like, 
That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I wonder how much you guy got paid hair. just for that one. No, I don't think it was that much. I, I wonder, like, yeah, except like that. Like, what do they get paid? Do they get paid like ten grand just for that one thing, or is it like, bro? After like hearing, like these actors this weekend, they don't get paid that much, dude. Like, I don't know. so I don't think I don't think they probably got paid that much. ten grand. I made. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I like remember. I think when I think Daisy Ridley and John Boyega in the Force Awakens mm-hmm. each got paid four hundred thousand dollars. I think. Yeah, but Harrison Ford for Episode Seven got made got paid twenty five million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> which is just <laughs> crazy as a side character in that movie. Well, like I was listening to um the Friendship Onion podcast which is the two hobbits from uh Lord of the Rings and uh and they were talking about how much they got paid and they got paid like I think 100,000 per from, movie from the original trilogy or from the Lord of the Rings, yeah. And there was uh, they were supposed to get royalties from the toys, and they never did. Because apparently the toy company said that they weren't making money, and they're like, "What? <laughs> There's no way our stuff was on, our faces were on literally everything." <laughs> and so like they had to go to court, and they fought, and they still didn't even get that much money. Like after the court and stuff, they actually like they barely broke even. But it was just like. Like, you would think if you saw those guys, you're like, oh, you guys are set for life off the of Lord of the Rings. And they're not. And it's really sad. Keep in that, mind like, that they were, that was filmed in like the 2000 or something like that. So yeah, $100,000 back then was still more than it would be now. True. I mean, but, that's fair. But, but like, you would think, but like you said, like, even. Like Daisley, but I mean they got more in the the second. I think I think with them it was the base pay was like four hundred thousand dollars, and then yeah, after like a billion dollars in ticket sales, like they got like royalties after that, yeah, something like that. But yeah, plus they're they're doing all those speaking engagements. A lot of those they get paid for. Well, I mean, to even like uh, Ashley to get her to sign anything, it was like a hundred bucks. Really? Yeah, dude. And then if you want to pitch actually all of her stuff, picture, sign, and uh I think you can just meet her. It was all a hundred bucks for all three. And I didn't realize this, and I'm probably an idiot, and maybe you said this before, but did you know her husband's like Yes. Okay. So I didn't I, I totally I think Hus- I made husband I is a former baseball player. I believe he played third base or shortstop for the Angels. And a, he won two World Series and was an MVP one year or yeah. runner-up for MVP. I, now, I didn't know that right away, like, when I was a yeah. fan of Soka. But, like, I, I've known that for quite a while, though. Now. Yeah. So they're living good, <laughs> to say the least. Because <laughs> baseball players, they get paid a crap ton. They, they're, like, the best-paid athletes because it's all guaranteed contract yeah. money. So And she was like, yeah, now he's just – He's just my uh well because I like I saw him and I and he's like yeah now I'm just her backpack her backpack boy 
Is that like a ball boy? That, that, that's any husband carry all their bags. <laughs> yeah, but like he shouldn't like this boy. Uh, and she brings her parents and him to every single thing she does, which is kind of cool too. Okay. But, yeah. And then also, uh, the the actor for Tarkin, guy named Guy Henry. Interesting. He could play. He could play Tarkin. Tar- Tarkin, as is with no like makeup or something. Even the, as his, like a, his voice, dude, was like spot on. Like he could be in the Kenobi series and just be himself. Yeah, and be cast as Tarkin, and it'd be totally believable because he already looks very similar to. I can't even remember the guy's name. Whoever like, plays that, I can't even. I should Tarkin. Yeah, yeah, I should know that, but I can't remember. Yeah, he looks really close, and on top of it, his, his voice, voice sounds exactly the same. Because that's yeah, because that's he, his voice actor is recreating that Tarkin's actual voice. So also, do you think? I mean, is it safe to say that Tarkin's gonna be in this Kenobi show? Um, I don't know, probably not, because he's not at this point. He's just a. He's not. Grand Moff. Mo- he's not a mafia. Because, like, in Rogue One, he's just a governor, which I believe is a moth. So oh. from Rogue One to A New Hope, he gets that promotion. So I think when he stole the Death Star yeah. from Krennic and proved its abilities, he yep. got the promotion to Grand Moff mm-hmm. from that. So, um, yeah. So... If we see him, so he might not even be a moth during the 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 events no, of Kenobi or moth or governor. He might he still might be lower down in the rank. So like, well, yeah, but because you, you said he wasn't even in it in Rogue One, so yeah. So uh, he might be less a slower position than he is in Rogue One. True, like and, we, yeah. But he still has he had a uh, important role in the Bad Batch, so like he's. Still, like, even at the Bad is Batch. Is he a moth like, in the Bad Batch, though? Did they no, say that? I don't, no, I don't think so. No. Because he's... He's... Because we see him at the end of Revenge of the Sith when Vader and Palpatine are looking at the Death Star being built. Mm-hmm. Like, he walks up. That's why they... So he's still the, on I the mean, Empire's mind. Like, he's still... Because, like, in, even in Clone Wars, those, some of those episodes with Tarkin... Uh, he even says in there that he's sought out a friendship with Senator with Chancellor Palpatine. Like he, yeah, they saw something in each other. Like they knew something else was going on. So like, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed that Palp's gonna be in it. So I mean, right. But depends. If, I guess if we how see Tarkin in it, be that'd be super cool, and it better be Guy Henry. Like, yeah, I guess or, I was gonna say it depends on how much they want to spend on effects. Do we have a number on how much it costs them to make the Kenobi show or no? It's probably $20 million an episode. Because a lot of these shows are. Stranger Things was what? 30 an episode. Which is the the amount that they spent on the full first season, right? I have no idea. I think I heard. I think Tanner. Someone told me that this weekend. Like the amount that they spent 
on one episode is the same amount that they spent on the entire season of the first season. It's crazy. Because, like, yeah. season one of The Mandalorian, I think, was $100 million, and that's, what, eight episodes? So that was... It was $100 million per episode? No, for the whole series. Oh. Eight episodes. So, like, whatever. What is that? 12. I think we did it like 12 or 14 mil per 12 episode. Million. So it's definitely going to be at least that. So I'm guessing it's going to be closer to $20 million mm-hmm. an episode. But I don't know. Did you see what the episode per episode is for that Lord of Rings series? No. That's the record. $57 million an episode. <laughs> and it doesn't even look that great. That's the sad part. All right, we'll see. I'll watch it. But all right, well, that's the princess and the governor. So lastly, is just the Ewing, which we pretty much is pretty much regurgitated from. Talked about last week, but this was more detailed about how they came up with the design. Um, Mm -hmm. So the first thing that they said was they wanted to have two pontoons. (laughs) So like the two. Things that stick out. Yeah. I guess they called the pontoons, like a, a pontoon boat. Like a boat. So they wanted it to be like that, where it's two pontoons connected by the rest of the body of the ship. And so they came up with like a million designs for that. They said 781 designs mm-hmm. that they had. Not a million, but 781. Pretty close if you're rounding. Um, and they really liked the idea of the pontoon sticking out in front and have it kind of look like Superman's arms, which I thought was interesting. Because now I'm never going to not see that when I watch Rogue One or yeah. Rebels when it has that ship too a little bit where it's just yeah. Superman flying flying through. Um, but so I don't know if you have if you want to bring it up, but at so it's uh, designing Rogue One galleries, Ewing slash slideshow. So in there at, at uh, two minutes and 37 seconds, like that is. That's another design that they had. Like this is my favorite design that they showed. It looks similar, but it looks more like an attack helicopter kind of. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, man, they should have went with that. This looks more, but it kind of also looks more like a. By looking at, it, I can tell. Okay, it kind of doesn't look like Star Wars. It looks like more like a sci, more of a different sci-fi alien ship or something. So it's kind of, I can see why they didn't want to use it. But when I saw that watching this, I was like, I definitely could get on board with that. No pun intended, but, (laughs) but you did, but I did. Um, and so, and they also wanted it to have similarities to an X-wing. So they basically just took the engines off the X-wing and put it on the U-wing. And it kind of just built it around the X-Wing engines, or at least mm-hmm. the look of the X-Wing engines. So definitely go watch that. It's a pretty short um, discussion. Yeah. but it was like six minutes. but Or is it less than that? I think it was only like five minutes, six, four, four or five minutes. But it's definitely interesting just to see all the different designs that they had and kind of like their philosophies on trying to create a new ship that fit in the Star Wars, but was still fresh and new and exciting to look at. And so, yeah. Yeah. 
So that is Rogue One special features. It was a lot. So if you guys want to like go and watch them, go watch it because it it's definitely a lot more than. I don't right. Know. And it's definitely like got me hyped to watch Rogue One again. So like that's probably gonna be the next Star Wars movie that I do watch once I have time to watch a movie. I haven't watched a movie in a long time. Even though either this weekend or next weekend I'm gonna see Doctor Strange. So oh. I'm excited for that because I love Marvel too. Yeah, I wonder if I'm gonna when I'm gonna see it or if I'm just gonna wait. But I'll probably oh, see just it. see it, dude. Just see it. I get to go see it for free. So oh, how why? Because a couple weeks ago, uh, I was on a team at a trivia contest at my church fundraiser oh, cool. and we well we tied for first place and we lost rock paper scissors and got second place but our prize was fifty dollar gift certificate to a movie theater and like free popcorn and stuff and so my team we're just gonna use that and go see uh dr strange probably next weekend not this weekend but we'll see but that's it so, let's just transition over to everyone's favorite part of the show, voicemail time. It's voicemail time. Yes, it is. All right, so we got a lot tonight, like we normally do because of the VCU. Um... But we do have some regular voicemails as well. So we have four regular voicemails from Will and two from Jerrica. And then the rest are from Lucy. And so, uh, like always, we'll start with the regular voicemails and then we will jump into the VCU. So let's hear this first one from Will. Hey, Empire Radio. Will here. First off, I would uh, like to say I am not going to send in a uh, VCU voicemail today. I'm just gonna just gonna see how it plays out. You know, uh, seeing as we're close to the end, I never would have thought, <laughs> especially with someone I'd have no contact with at all. That, that we and everybody else involved would be able to create this good of a story. Like, yeah. Yeah. wow. Uh, if y'all are listening to this, give yourselves a nice pat on the back, maybe a donut. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said he got donuts in the chat earlier. So oh, okay. <laughs> donuts are always good. True. We Drew, I had Krispy Kremes this weekend. Drew, what's your favorite donut? Like, do you like just like a plain with chocolate frosting? I, do you? Yeah. Do you like a? I like a cake. Not not cake. Like a donut. What's what's the one that's not cake? Donuts. The raised donut. Yeah, I like a raised donut with chocolate. But I do love a hot Krispy Kreme. Like when they're right out, they just melt in your mouth. 
I I like a cake donut with chocolate. That's always good. Or a powdered sugar. Mm-hmm. I like donut. cake. I like cake donuts to dip in coffee. But I like. So like I like a a raspberry jelly filled donut. Ooh, but like, man. I hate when they don't pump it right, and it's like all the way at like the bottom where it's like yeah. see through on the bottom, mm-hmm. and it's ready to fall. Like all stuck. So like, if it's properly stuffed and it's like you can bite into it, like every bite has it, that's great. And honestly, the best like chocolate is my my go to. But if you ever had Bulgarts in Minnesota, um, the butter. Brown butter glazed donut is the best donut I've ever had in my life. Does an apple fritter count as a donut? Yeah, I like apple fritters. Apple fritters are very good, too. Now, but do they count as a donut? I don't know, but I do like them. Sure. But I like cinnamon rolls. Like, that doesn't count as a donut. Nah, that's a, that's a cinnamon roll. Sure. All right. But apple fritters are fritter. True. <laughs> <laughs> but they're always in like a donut shop so so are c- cinnamon rolls I, don't know, I feel like there's you don't really find cinnamon rolls in a donut shop but you'll find apple well they have them at uh crispy creams they have a cinnamon roll really too. yeah they did interesting yeah but anyways right. yeah right Get so donuts. Let's, let's listen to will's second voicemail uh, going on with my, uh, first off, it's Will here. Uh, you should know by the, the tone of my voice. Uh, anyways, going on with this, uh, VCU-esque voicemail. Um, we need art, y'all. Yeah. So, send it in. What you waiting for? I want to see me <laughs> taking a bathroom break and then hopping out with a lightsaber. I, that is a non-negotiable. I want to see that. <laughs> so, make it happen. And you'll get a nice high five from me. All right, yep. So we'll talk about this later, but we need those art submissions for the VCU voicemails. Yeah, there's someone in the chat right now who wants to get more, like, to know what the characters are wearing more so that they know how to draw them properly and stuff. We'll talk about that later, but it's up to you. Yeah, that's why I responded. Like, just do it the way you want to do do it. Do whatever you want. Like, we don't. Jericho was saying that she was thinking about making some music to go along with it for for intro music. She just wrote that in the chat too, so, but she said that would be a summer project. And yeah, but this, this, this project well, is not going to be done anytime soon. I was so say, isn't it plenty of time like next month. So, <laughs> but yes, submit your your uh, art drawings and paintings and whatever you media, mm-hmm. media whatever you, you want. Like. Just send us stuff, man. And we'll talk about that later. But yes, there is a scene when Will needs to take a bathroom break, and then. Takes out his lightsaber, like when stormtroopers catch him. So, yeah, you t- someone has to draw that. Like it's just, it just sure. is. It's required to get this project done. You gotta draw Will. So, all right, 
Let's listen to a third message from Will. Oh, wow. Hello, Empire Radio. Will here. Uh, I have a question for this voicemail. Surprise, surprise, it's not a Visa U one. Um, but seeing as an Ahsoka Tano lightsaber is uh, available on Shop Disney tomorrow, uh, I sent that link in uh, Toys. No, 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 not Toys. I sent it in Tanner's uh, Melee Market. Is that something that interests you? I know Jeremiah. No, probably not. Because it'll probably cost like 400 <laughs> But, uh, Drew, <laughs> uh, does that interest you at all? Uh, it definitely interests me because Ahsoka. All right, Drew. Did what, you hear about that? Saber? I don't know. But it's going to the Disney shop. So, like, for everyone to purchase, it's probably the, the white ones, I would assume, maybe. Maybe. You can get it? Um, no. <laughs> so, I don't. If, if it's the Galaxy's Edge one, the white ones are trash. So, I would not buy it. Oh, ones. dang. Because they're too thick. Yeah, it's the Rebels. Yeah, don't buy it. Will, I'm telling you, do not buy them. If you haven't been to Galaxy's Edge and you're like, oh, this don't, I don't think they're worth it. Because they're too big and they're too long. They're just, and they're they're like. I have heard that, yeah. They're just fat. They don't feel good. Now, her other ones, the Clone Wars sabers, I do want those. I would actually love those. But um, I did get a new lightsaber this weekend. And I, I, I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, so yeah, no, I would not get those ones. But if it's the Clone Wars Ahsoka ones, I, I do like those. And you can switch those colors between red and, or no, blue and green, which is cool too. But yeah, not the white ones. I've held them. I looked at them. They just don't. They're not. They're not it. I wonder if they made a Mandalorian version of those because they're smaller in the Mandalorian than they are in rebels well aren't they salt smaller because they weren't a, like they just didn't feel well well they they couldn't right so like for the live action they had to make them smaller yeah so i think that if they saying, did it and made them smaller because they're based off of what they looked like from the cartoon right and i think they're just over they're really long but then they're thick like yeah, like a it's like really can. <laughs> yeah, it's like why are they so big? It didn't make any sense. So, but, yeah. but if they made smaller ones like from yeah Mandalorian, like those are more normal saber size. So yeah, and and from what what I've seen is why they add certain lightsabers and stuff to the Disney shop is because they have overstock and they're trying to get new sabers because they just added that uh what's his name saber from the video game cal kestis yeah cal kestis and which is why andrew couldn't even go into uh the trading post part and even look at the lightsabers because it dropped the same day that he went and there was a line for like two hours just to get in to look at all the lightsabers He had a he had a really bad experience there. Actually, it's kind of sad. But 
that's unfortunate. So yeah, it's it's unfortunate. But yeah, no. So I I will not be getting those. Um, but if it's the other ones, I would think about it. But not anytime soon. I've I spent enough money this last weekend for a while, <laughs> for for a little bit. So all right. So let's listen to Will's fourth and final message. Oh, jeez, Will. Hello, Empire Video. Will here. This is my uh, last batch of <laughs> voicemails for this week. Um, so when Andrew and Drew were driving back, I asked what the color of my BB unit was. And seeing as they both knew it, first of all, and... uh. Second, I am going to Galaxy's Edge again this summer and getting another astromech, this time an R2 unit. That's why I What color should I get him? And I will try my best to pick that color. So give me suggestions, (laughs) please. (laughs) Thank you. All right. All right. Well, I got an R2 unit because I thought I really liked them. And mine is orange and black like Halloween. It's actually Stephanie's R2 unit, but just sits in my room. <laughs> They're really cool because if you have one and you have another one in the same room, they turn, they start talking to each other, and it's kind of weird. But... Kind of scary. And they do it when they're off, and that's kind of weird. It's definitely watching Disney's watching us right now. <laughs> yep. Hi. I wonder why you shut down our website. Oh. Um, put you in a different room. But yeah. So uh, that's a good question. I think the color options are not. They're like purple, orange, red. I don't even. Think but the body is always white. Yeah. Like. The base here. I'll show you. Yeah, I'll show the camera. So the base is white, and then um, I think actually we bought more accessories for this. But then this you can get it black, but we actually bought this stuff separately. Like there is an extra stuff. I mean, he has tools that he doesn't have and stuff. But um. See, what I wanted to do is I wanted to make R5, but Stephanie wouldn't let me. So if I made another one, I would make R5. Because you can do like the different helmet. Because this is a see-through helmet. But uh, you can do like an R5 helmet and just do red. And that's what I would do. But, I mean, it's up to you. Because I think they sell like a smaller version of R5. And maybe they have a bigger one now. I also changed the base leg to black, which is kind of cool. So, all right. But since you like purple, if you don't do an R five, you should one do an R unit, not an R two unit. Do a do a was R five unit? I don't know, dude. I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. Do that one and uh, do black and pink. I think that would be cool. Black and pink. Can. Yeah, you did purple and gray. I wish you. But I wish you could do a different color? body color, like yeah. like a like a black one with like blue or 
black one with gold. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be sick. It's it's because they just had the base and you can just fill. And like like I said, I think they were black. And then Stephanie bought the different doors separately. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, but you didn't pick a color. Pick one. I said if, well, if you, you can do, do black and blue or black and um, you can't do. Like blue, because that's just like R two D two. Like, yeah, I don't even think blue is an option. But I don't know. I like dark colors, so go as as dark as you can with whatever color you get. Black and pink would be cool, but I don't think they have like a hot pink. And if they do, you probably have to buy separately. But R five, make it R five. That's what I want. All right, cool. All right, so now we have two questions from Jerica. So this is. To the first one. Hey, Empire Radio. It's Jerrica popping in with another question. Um, if you could be on any starship in the Star Wars galaxy with their original crews, for example, the Ghost with Hera Kanan and the rest of the crew from Rebels, um, what would you pick? I would pick either the Ghost or, for my High Republic fans out there, the Vessel, just because their crews make it seem more homey and fun. And I just really like the vibes um <laughs> let me know what you think and may the force be with you is a vessel one with the rock in it maybe i think so yeah definitely don't want to do starlight beacon that's yeah you don't want to be on that one <laughs> um uh, she mentioned the ghost in that crew that's a that's a cool group and, and she wrote in the chat i'm not using the anchor app anymore because audio it's yeah, been weird. It's I don't. It's, it's like everyone has different. People have like, been complaining about the app a lot actually lately. Yeah, like, but it's weird though because when Jerrica's come in, like when I put it on the podcast, like the live stream part, yeah, we're recording, like it's very staticky. But the file itself is less staticky. So like oh. I have to like. So it's just the way it's. I have to, to cut me, out the sound when, when you put it on YouTube. It's not like that, right? So I, I have to cut it out. And then put the actual clip in and make it sound better. Jerica, you're making Jeremiah do more work. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. We love it. We love the voicemail. But oh yeah, so she did confirm that is the one with the rock. Um it for me it's either the ghost, but honestly, I'm gonna pick the the Millennium Falcon with Chewie and Han. And it's just so basic. dirty though. Who cares? I can I I don't like grossness. Like I'm not saying my apartment's the cleanest apartment in the world, but like eh. the Millennium Falcon is is compare the Millennium Falcon in the, the original trilogy to sequel trilogy to what it looked like in Solo. Like I'll have Solo, the one that uh, Lando was. Oh yeah, with with Lando, Kira, L3, mm-hmm. Chewie and Han. I'll, I could do that one, but I think my final answer is the Ghost with that crew. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good group of people, a lot of fun. I don't gotta be chased around by bounty hunters or anything like that. So, bro, the whole t- the whole, what do you mean? The whole time they're <laughs> trying to survive every episode's like they could die tomorrow. Like, what are you talking about? It's way more risky than just d- dodging people. Like, at least, at least if you're with Han and Chewie, you just all right. What are we gonna steal today? And how are we gonna split it up? And yeah, that's about it. But with the ghost, it's like, who are we going to save? 
I don't know. It's a lot more pressure. But I wouldn't mind that one either. But yeah, I feel like for me, I just, I just want the Millennium Falcon, and I'll let Chewie win that game every time, so he doesn't rip my arms off. All right. So let's listen to Jerica's second voicemail. Hey, Empire Radio. This is Jerica Part Two for the week. Um, so it's actually Teacher Appreciation Week, and I'm just wondering, out of all of your levels of education. From preschool all the way up to college, who was the teacher that impacted your life the most? Mine, ironically enough, is my AP Calc teacher from my senior year of high school. Um, he just made a topic that I never truly understood manageable for me, and he also would geek out about Star Wars with me, and that's where I heard the Helpatine laugh in the episode 9 trailer for the first time. So yeah, um, let me know what you think, and may the Force be with you. All right. Well, I did know it was happy. It was a, a teacher appreciation week. So happy teacher appreciation week to all the teachers listening out there and future teachers and former teachers and all that jazz. Teachers are the, the real MVP, as the kids would say. So, uh, Drew. You your... first. I don't. I'm trying to remember my teacher's names at this you could, point. You could say your your mom because you're a home. No, that's the worst teacher I've ever had in my life. And she she listens, doesn't she? I don't care if you're listening, mom. You know it. All right. So, um, most influential teacher. Um, trying to think. Because like, I want. Is this different than like favorite teacher? Because like, I don't know how many teachers were. Like, that's my question. I'm just going to do my favorite. Who is your favorite teacher? I don't teacher? even know who was my favorite teacher. It's hard. Um, well, during the Bad Batch, I... You talked to your teacher. I talked about my te- biology teacher, Miss Quinn, from 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And I... From the Bad Batch coverage, we talked about cloning and stuff. So, like, I messaged her and asked her about cloning and whatnot and she Jerica gave... said it could be your favorite slash most important okay so miss quinn was cool so obviously since i had to ask her dna and cloning questions and I had that answer on the podcast like she's definitely a fav- favorite of That's mine true. um middle school band teacher was pretty cool mr schleich schleichman <laughs> He was just like a <laughs> awkward, nerdy, weird guy, but he was super cool and fun. Um, yeah. In uh, college, I had Dr. Mayo for four straight semesters. So that was pretty cool because he was, he, so he was my favorite professor. I had him for New Testament history and literature. Then I had him for two semesters of biblical Greek and then synoptic gospels which was my favorite class i ever took in college and so he was definitely a pretty cool guy really taught things in a way that made sense to me and i was terrified to have dr amy anderson so i chose him (laughs) instead for my classes so um but he, he definitely his way of thinking and approach to teaching really resonated with my way of thinking and learning so that I'll go with Dr. Mail for that. Drew. 
I liked my band teacher growing up. She was awesome. Um, but I think the one that I would probably say is Mr. Lido. Shout out to you. You actually might be listening. So Ooh. if you are, shout out to you. But he was my history teacher in high school, and he was very cool. And we, we always watched um, Andrew Zinrin be our what's that bizarre foods oh yeah we watched that randomly all the time i don't know why i literally have no idea like we would lure in a country and then he would we just watch andrew eat the food from it that's funny (laughs) so i don't know i i liked him a lot and i like history a lot so i liked his class the most and college i literally don't have a favorite teacher in college maybe i would probably say my uncle just because oh uh dan thompson dan thompson he was probably my favorite in college because i remember my first day he literally told the whole class if anyone messed with me they're gonna fail (laughs) so that was pretty cool so but besides that class (laughs) i had an a in this class oh okay no but also it was the same class i mean stephanie we're in together the first one we were in together oh that where you met no, no, we met before. We were dating, but that was the first class we actually oh. had together as we were dating. And he would, like, give me the assignment before a time, like, at home. Because I lived with him at the time, too. Oh, God. Kind of I forgot funny. about that. Wasn't... So I lived with him, and I would come upstairs, and he's like, hey, Andrew, the assignment this week is going to be this. And then so I could work on it with Stephanie before even. So we were always ahead of on that class. So I think did, that's why he was my didn't, Didn't she say, like, you know, so like you live together, like... He would still just take the bus to school, but you like, I can drive. I'm going to the same place. He's like, no, I'll take the bus. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know why. He he really liked the bus. I remember he Cause he was, used he used to talk to people on the bus too and stuff like that. Right, but it was, and he would funny. always take the bus to. Yeah, but it was weird. Yeah, like you said, like dude, I literally am going to your class, <laughs> and that's it. So I can literally just take you, and then he was like, nope. I might be a little late though, and I'm like, <laughs> "Bro, okay, whatever." That's that's funny. So yeah, I, but yeah, those are probably my two. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, thanks, Jerica, for the two questions tonight. So now we're transitioning to the VCU, the Voicemail Cinematic VCU. Universe. So, so we have a little issue with the VCU do, do, do. tonight. Um. So. Lucy is the only one who sent in VCU voicemails this week. Oh, wow. Because she suggested that it end for this week. And so Will and Brady were like, no one we're not, mess we're with not it. screwing this up. <laughs> Just leave it in Lucy's hands. That's funny. Um, did she, she didn't know that either. So she, she didn't know that. So here's the thing, Lucy. So there's a little issue with what you sent because uh, so we get the emails uh, whenever someone sends a voicemail. And mm-hmm. we got seven emails from you today, but there were only six voicemails that actually went through. And so um, I listened to the first five and I realized there was only one left. And I listened to the first five seconds of the last one that you sent. And I was fairly confident that that was supposed to be number seven and not number six. So the sixth voicemail that you sent did not go through. And so we need that 
sent again, unfortunately, in order for us to listen to voicemail number seven, which I'm not going to play tonight. So, uh, Lucy, we will be playing one through five. Mm -hmm. And then if you can resend six. Or just resend the last two. Or well, just to whatever. make sure, make sure because I have I have seven, so I have the fi- the final one that you sent. Mm-hmm. Um, but we at least need to have the sixth one sent again, and then next week we can play those last two. This so we don't want to play anything that's missing and spoilers and stuff. So I got spoiled by listening to the first five seconds of the last one, um, a little bit, but I stopped it. I didn't want to listen to the whole thing, so. Sorry about that, Lucy. We've had so issues. So it's not ending tonight, then. So it's not ending tonight. We're we still got more going on. Wow. And Brady so they, said in the Discord that maybe six months from now he'll release an alternate ending to the VCU or oh, something. Oh, that's cool. But or um, like Daddy Pops was saying earlier in the chat that maybe he'll add something in there. Maybe because he said it's not done till he says so. Um. <laughs> uh, so 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 sorry about that, Lucy. We've had issues. Recently, with people trying to send voicemails and them not going through. Yeah, I don't. Something is wrong with. I think it's ink. It's definitely anchors in. Right. Because there was that one guy that literally was like, I forgot who it was, and uh, was like messaging us on IG. Which, if you guys do have issues, you guys can message us if you're not in the Discord on Instagram, or even under comment posts on YouTube videos. Like we'll see those. Um, we don't really like it we don't really check facebook as much but for instagram like i'm on it every day so i'll make sure and jeremiah also sees it as well so yeah so so unfortunately it just didn't go through and it kind of sucks because i was like excited to have the, the final end, the end of the story Star so. Wars day, but. but it'll just go next week hopefully it'll be all finished up so sorry about that lucy so just send the sixth voicemail again but we got the first five and it mm-hmm. Works perfectly fine tonight. So we'll play those. So last week, where did we leave off with the VCU? Um, Lucy and everybody is on the planet. I believe it was Rantor, Rentor, and mm-hmm. they're fighting in the middle of the battle, and then the battle just stops. And Colonel Das has Will and some other individuals pinned down on the ground and is sh- showing a blaster. And now, like, Last week, also, Colonel Doss was going back and forth with like whether he wanted to be with the Empire still, or he kind of had a change of heart with the re- spending time with the Rebellion as a mole. And so we thought that he turned good, but then it left it at the end when he was kind of threatening to kill Will and other people. And so the battle stopped. Lucy saw this from a distance, and that's where we left off. So this is now where we're going to pick up. So. Let's listen to voicemail number one. Colonel Doss, what are you doing? Why are you pointing those blasters at these people? What? You only pretended to defect while you worked for Palpatine, but now you actually want to defect? That means before you were lying to us about everything, you were just manipulating me the whole time into betraying the resistance, and I was just trying to help you. Yes, it still matters. I am still furious with you. Palpatine ordered you to hold Will Thelius and this weird Gungan hostage? And he sent Darth Daddy to make sure you did? I mean, the dude just accidentally smacked himself in the face while spinning his lightsaber hilt around, so it doesn't look like he's paying attention to what you're doing. Yes, it's still worrying. We'll put on a good show for him. Follow my lead. 
Colonel Doss, I can't believe you were a double agent for Palpatine this whole time. You tricked me. Well, you're not going to get away with it. I challenge you to a duel right now. Yes, like the Cad Bane versus Hunter showdown. Let's settle this once and for all. Alright, so. We gotta read between the lines about what happened. So, seems like Colonel Doss is a good guy, but he is pretending to be a bad guy by following orders from Palpatine. Mm -hmm. And... Lucy is going along with the the theatrics and challenging him to a, a duel like we see in Bad Batch between Hunter and Cad Bane. And so she's kind of now in on the, the, the skit in a sense of Colonel Doss trying to be a good guy while also not being killed by Palpatine. Mm -hmm. So... All right, so this is remember the, the battle stops, so everyone's watching what's going on. So that was voicemail number one. So let's jump in to voicemail number two. Hi, Empire newscasters, or whatever you're called. This is Dakai, and as the Gungans would say, Misa and Big Doo Doo this time. I have to leave this planet <laughs> before I get into trouble, but I don't have a ship. Well, I can't just stand around. I'll start walking in the direction that's least likely to make me run into any people. This way. <laughs> This is weirdly quiet over here. I feel like there should be some sort of noise or creatures or something. Wait, are those rocks or strategically positioned warriors? There's a whole battlefield of soldiers. But they're just holding their weapons, watching something, not shooting or anything. What could be so important to disrupt their battle? In that clearing, it's Lucy! Why, why, why does this keep happening to me? Standing across from her, it's some guy reaching for his blaster like a sheriff in a Wild West movie. He's going to shoot her. Sovereignty Radio, this is it. Either act now or let my sister die. He's gonna kill. Oh no. So, but he's like, he asks us for help, though. He's like, Empire Radio, act now or Lucy's gonna die. So it's like, what are we supposed to do? We're just. No, we're di didn't he say. I have to act now. Or... He did, but like he said, Empire Radio like tell, asked us what to do, intervene. Oh. But like also, so it's like, I don't know, I can't do anything, so I guess the Kai is gonna go. The Kai dies. Or something. So, find out. so he so he came in from a distance and saw the duel mm -hmm. transpiring. And he thought it was real, which makes sense. Right. And so and then he sees like uh, soldiers just everywhere watching it. So that's like I really like that visual yes. of him just walking and coming, kind of like coming around a corner or something. And then hint, he sees... hint, hint, artists. We like the yes. visual of this scene. Yes. So it's a very cool scene. And then then Lucy added the the music at the end, the like swell at the end. <laughs> she kills it, bro, dude. This is like it's not just good writing; it's also good directing too. Like the director mm -hmm. has to put all that in there too. So, all right, voicemail number three from Lucy. Still, Lucy, everyone. Colonel Doss and I are making this big dramatic act of circling each other with our hands by our blaster holsters. <laughs> We're just stepping around and around the clearing as our wide-eyed audience watches. But this is getting a bit repetitive, so maybe I should do something exciting. Like no. Dakai? Hey, yeah. 
Look, you don't have to do this. We can settle this some other time, but I need to help the resistance right now. Kill me if you have to, but give me an hour to fix this war first. What? No, no, I'm not gonna kill you. I just saved you from whoever that is. Saved me? Dakai, he's on our side. We're acting while we figure out how to get out of this. But he was gonna shoot you. <sighs> like he could have if he wanted to. I don't need anyone to save me, but why did you try? Shouldn't you be glad I could have died? That's not what this is. I've made up my mind. I'm choosing the right thing. I'm choosing to protect you. Dang. Alright. So, Takai shows up to save Lucy. And yeah. she's not in danger because they're just acting. But, it's a thought that counts. I was and hoping that he would have killed that guy. Just Oh, that was so rough. Just, oh. just... Oh, just gosh. That could have been a... a Good plot twist, but yeah, Lucy definitely doesn't play D and D with me because you guys don't know I kill off anyone if I could. Oh just, no! Oh. All right, spoiler alert. So don't we all know not to play? Watch your back. Um, but yes. So, and then Lucy is very confident out there that like she could take down anyone, and and she's like the whole war is on her shoulders. Like I need an hour to fix this war. Like I know, but like. I also wonder. I mean, she's a goat, but come on, an hour? Come on, girl. But here's the thing. I was thinking, how is she recording this voice me- like message in the middle of a battlefield when she's doing a duel? Like, she's don't, just like. Don't judge her. I'm just saying. It was just funny. I was like listening to this the first time, and I was like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, when I just heard it too, I'm like, just. She's like on her phone. I'm circling around. <laughs> well, it doesn't she matter. She just keeps us on record. She yeah, just uh, has a yeah. button. Like, she, uh, she has a, a like propel a, mic or whatever. Or has a ear. Uh, where is it? I don't even know because I don't use that crap. Oh. Like a Bluetooth yeah, yeah. thing. And so. She has inner ears and she just yeah. taps it and talks to us. All right. Cool. So, Dakai intervened to save her life. And so, it's all. Markdown. So now let's listen to voicemail number four. I'm choosing to protect you, sis. They can't do anything that would ever make me hurt you more than I already have. And I am so, so sorry, Lucy. You were right. You've always been right. I have been an idiot and a terrible brother. I'm going to give everything I have to try and make this up to you somehow and help you however I can, even if it's the last thing I do. Really? So, I know I keep saying this, but you're not gonna try to kill me? (laughs) Absolutely not. Though I can definitely kill anyone who tries to hurt you. Alright, tone down the protectiveness. I got this far on my own. I don't need some guy hero to rescue me. But I am really happy you made this choice. I I knew you'd see reason eventually. I just... A part of me wasn't sure I'd ever get to hug my big brother again. Then let's make sure you get that chance right now. Dakai the Hugger, you're full of surprises, and it's so good to have you back. Man, we're getting Aww. a little teary-eyed over here. Holy also, also, um, Jericho made a good point that she is a Mandalorian, so maybe she has a Mandalorian helmet on. Yeah, like, people have been wondering, you know, asking about the drawing stuff, like, what to draw. Like, we don't know if... Lucy we has Mandalorian like. armor. We don't know also, what she looks we've like. Never seen her in real life. 
Yeah, so, so we don't know what Lucy Just looks draw like. what you want, but just know that she is a Mandalorian and she's a rebel. So she may or may not she have. She may or may not have a helmet. <clears throat> That's really up to you to decide. Right. So. Unless Lucy listens to this and next week sends a voicemail and describes herself. But we already have <laughs> art of her. So, but yes. I mean, Lucy, if you want, you could do that. Just be like, um, you can make yourself look like whatever you want. Just tell yeah. us. She could, she could be an alien too. Like you don't have to be human. True, that's fair. Yeah, she, she could be a, a hut. We don't know a hut Mandalorian. Ooh, what if know. she a Chewbacca? Like she's Ooh, a Wookie. A Wookie. A Wookiee Mandalorian. That'd you be have, cool, dude. You have the armor on, but hair is sticking out. Hair is just like coming out from every <laughs> angle. It doesn't really matter. All right. That'd be cool. All, but, all white Wookiee. Oh, ooh. that'd be cool. But yeah, so uh, Lucy and Takai have embraced their relationship. And now I really like Lucy's like, I don't need a man to save me. I've made it my whole life yeah. on my own. So strong we strong we like him strong independent woman is lucy in this uh voicemail cinematic universe so all right so let's listen to the final one tonight uh voicemail number five and let's see how this plays out it's so good to have you back and i'm here to stay oh and for the past few weeks i've been sending voicemails to this podcast called empire commentators or something you're kidding (laughs) You've been sending voicemails to Empire Radio? Oh, Empire Radio. So that's what they're called. Just imagine, there might be someone out there who listens to the podcast and puts all our voicemails together in a story. (laughs) Wouldn't that be wizard? That's crazy. What next? People start sending in cover art of us standing back to back or something? It's possible. Okay, I realize now we've blown our cover and Darth Daddy is menacingly stalking towards us. Get behind me, sis. Uh, no, you get behind me. I got this. Tiebreaker, let's stand back to back. Hey, that Gungan just ignited a lightsaber. We can't take on both of them. Oh, yes, we can. We'll get over here and make use of that lightsaber. You too, <laughs> Colonel Dawson Thalius. We can beat these guys. Together. All right. All right, they're going all in. So they're... <laughs> so we said that we had a... Uh... Uh, art submission where the Kai and Lucy stood back to back, and she fit that in there perfectly. So we have. We an know image. where that picture is going. We know where that picture is going, and so, so it's Lucy, Dakai, Colonel Das, Will, and Thalius, which is a character I'm not familiar with, but I'm guessing it's a Thrawn Easter egg character. So there's that, and then so they're being surrounded by Darth Daddy. Is there? And the Sith Gungan is there. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because the Sith Gungan is not with Darth Daddy, but both want to kill the Rebellion or the Resistance. So and, that's and where we're going to have to leave off tonight because we don't... Oh, that's it? That's it. Well, there now, is a cliffhanger, Jericho. You're right. Oh, and geez. so we're in the middle of the... <laughs> oh like, my gosh it's like middle of a battle scene also yeah that person is from the thron book okay so i i wish the other voicemail came in so we could finish the story tonight but we can't <sighs> um it's gonna be an intense one minute of fighting i assume well and, and people could add now that they heard it huh people could add in oh they could but now. i'm saying 
let Lucy finish this story as is. Well, I think it add more fight stuff without anyone now, dying but or then, anything. But then I haven't, I haven't listened to that final message, so I don't know if it's open-ended for more to happen. Because technically, the, should. because the, also remember, uh, Boss Nass challenged mm-hmm. Emperor Palpatine to a duel on Naboo, because that's where the rebel base is. And so we all we know that the the entire Imperial Armada is on their way to Naboo during this. So maybe this war out in the outer or the unknown regions will come to a conclusion. Yep. Um, but there's still the story of Palpatine and Boss Nass that needs to be a conclusion. So now unless in those last two voicemails from Lucy that all got tied up in those two voicemails, I don't know. Probably, I'm doubting it, but I'm sure Lucy will finish this story in the unknown regions, and then we'll see how if there needs to be more after that from Brady and his characters that he has. So yeah, this was the best cliffhanger so far. Yeah, that was pretty intense and very great. The music was great. The visuals was great, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see art submissions for this week's episodes. So. Yep voicemails i should say and so um that's all we have for the voicemails tonight so wow um and so we'll probably have at least one more week but we're we're coming to the end and we yes. definitely need to be done with this story for sure before obi-wan because correct we're not gonna have time in those episodes to do an hour of voicemails of no. ECU stuff. So. but we still want your voicemails during those Yes. We'll um, see. and it's I think it's pretty much confirmed that they're Wednesdays for the Kenobi show. So okay. Um, they won't be episodes on Tuesdays. They'll get moved to Wednesdays, just so you guys know. All right. Cool. For the Kenobi. Cool. All right. So since we just talked about the voicemails, and we might as well jump into the arts mission again. So, and there's an update on this too that some people do know about, but is an oh. important update. So. Um, people have been requesting information on where they can like easily hear these voicemails again or whatever because they don't want to like listen to a whole episode or whatever. So what I have been working on, which I hope to complete tomorrow, is a Google Docs of a table with every single voicemail where it's um, episode number mm-hmm. the sender and then a brief description of that voicemail wow dude you're and going all out so that way and then i'll we'll post that somehow for everyone to look at so what will happen is it'll just be readable only you can see all the voicemails that have been submitted for the vcu and then you can pick them and say okay i want to illustrate this this and this and then once you send them to me then I can mark them off on that list that this has been a submitted photo or drawing or whatever. And that way we get images for everything. So I feel like now we know almost everyone's going to send in an image about Will using the bathroom. Like we're going to get a thousand of those. So at least this way it will just, once it's done, it's done and we won't need any more and people will know which ones to send. And also if you want to like go back and listen to the voicemails to like get the full details. Cause I just give a couple like bullet points of like this happened, this happened, this happened, but not a lot of details. So you'd be able to go back and find them. I'm going to try 
some people have requested timestamps. I'll just do like a timestamp of like where the VCU section starts in that episode and not for every single voicemail, but just where that starts. And you can go back and listen to then. Um, so I hope to have that list done tomorrow because I have to add these ones. And then I mm. didn't finish doing last week's on that list. But um, so with tonight's five, that will bring us up to 72. What the heck? VC- VCU voicemails that need illustrations. And so we have a lot. And so it's a lot of work. Jeez, and we, this project might not be done for two months, three months, who knows, however long it takes. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of work on my end because I'm trying to figure out the best way to, you know, make it work. Um, but yes. And so if you want to submit your pictures, images or whatever, uh, if you're in the discord, you can just send them to me directly. Uh, you can, um, but also if you're not in discord, uh, empire radio fans at gmail.com is our fan email and you can submit things that way as well. Um, make sure you send us an actual picture or file like on like someone before like the opening like um logo posted it on their instagram. instagram and so we couldn't steal that unless we screenshot it but we messaged him and he sent us a file for that too so mm-hmm. uh make sure you send they us send a- it on instagram too or did they actually do the they just posted an image in messages on instagram yeah which you could do that too if you actually give us the copy of the image Right, so if you want to do Instagram, yeah, and so that's definitely doable too. Um, but yes, we just need to file, and preferably something in the nineteen twenty by ten eighty dimensions would be ideal, just because mm-hmm. that's the dimensions of a video on YouTube, and so that'd be better. If not, that's fine. If it's whatever you use to draw, maybe you can't do that dimension specifically, but we'll all make it work either way. But that way, it's just uh, easier just for consistency and whatnot so we need a lot of images and in some of these voicemails you know they could take two or three images themselves because different things happen so quickly so um definitely be cool to see all the different styles like you could do a comic book style you could just do an image you could do a lego setup you could do painting you could do whatever like we don't care we just want your interpretation of the scenes and characters and what they look like <clears throat> and we will definitely use them. Yep. So, um, so just we'll finish with the socials. Uh, links.co slash Empire Radio. Links with two eyes. It's a landing page for everything for Instagram, Facebook, Discord, um, YouTube, other podcast links, and then also the needlessly dirty, needlessly nerdy.com website, which we are part of, which is starting to grow. And, we have some new members in that as well. And so we've already had some interaction with that. And so we're excited for that network growing because more people to join that, the more fans we get and the more suggestions that we can have for our fans to go look at too. So yep, um, definitely check that out. And I think the biggest thing is if you guys don't go to our YouTube, you're going to miss out a lot of stuff from ICCC, yeah. including the live podcast that we did. We did a live a live audience podcast with a live p- 
people there. And it was a short 15-minute podcast with me, Andrew, and actually Tanner, your boy, Tan Tan, came out too. So if you guys want to go watch that, um, just go over there, hit that thumbs up button. Um, and if you haven't subscribed yet, go subscribe because there's a lot more stuff from ICCC Con this weekend and a lot of fun vlogs and also some panels from um, – Palpatine himself, Daddy Palp, or actually not Daddy Palps, Daddy Palps, Palp. <laughs> just Palps. There's some Palps um, content that is going to be out on there, and then there's also some Anthony Daniels panels that will be on there as well. So yep. yeah, you you're not going to want to miss that. Um, and it was like I said, we had a blast this weekend, and so you'll see it on the on all right, the cool YouTube. So go check it out. Yep, I'm definitely excited to see that as well. And so, always look on YouTube because there's, like you said, there's the vlog stuff, but then he, Andrew also posts like toy hunt videos. and Yeah, I also do like, yeah, toy hunt slash life vlogs on YouTube as well. Yeah. So. Which I should do too, and, but I have a boring life, so there's not much to yeah. show. But also the um, reactions are on there too, so if you want to go oh, check Oh, that is true too. too. Yeah. So. All right, yeah. cool. Anything else, Drew? No, that's it. Uh, All right, well, happy Star Wars Day. Yes. May the 4th be Wa- with you. Watch Star Wars right now. Yeah. Or so listen you... to this. This is actually Star Wars for you, too. So Yes. <laughs> thanks Thanks for spending your the best holiday of the year with us a little bit. We appreciate it. So Yes. Oh, isn't it also Michaela's birthday? It is. Shout out to Michaela. Happy birthday. Andrew's wife is her birthday yes. is today happy birthday Micaiah. all right well anyway you've been listening to another rogue-tastic episode of empire radio i'm jeremiah i'm drew and may the force be with you always The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.